it was all a pipe dream Watching body boarding up on TV Deep at reef, watching tension repeats Eating bakery feeds at 18 Living the dream with no sunscreen Yeah, we were so keen Surfing Aussie pipe, buying Riptide Eating shit pies, maybe get G'day and welcome to the Riptide Bodyboarding Podcast The home of bodyboarding Thank you for joining us on episode 27 of our Verbal Journaling And I'm your host, Luke O'Connor Well... Today's guest is a larrikin from the Cold Coast, an absolute legend on his own ground, just a dude you want to be having a beer with and sharing a fire with at a, at a muted rave somewhere on the south coast. He loves to boog. He's recently brought out um, his clip called Musumentary, which is fucking epic and the editing of the waves and it's second to none and I'm, um, you know, clearly giving it away. I'm talking to Dane Woods. How the f- Bloody hell are you, mate? Fuck, I'm going good after that, right? You know, that part where you said have a beer with, it kind of made me thirsty. I've got a longie right next to me, so I'm going to have a quick sip if you don't mind in the podcast. Uh, um, mate, please wet the upper lip. Be rude not to, eh? Yeah, I know. Before it goes warm, because, you know, with prices these days, three longies for 21 bucks. Are they fucking kidding themselves, Lukey? You know what I'm talking about? Mate, it's, it's daylight robbery. It's an absolute disgrace. I remember there was, you know... Two or three years ago, none of this COVID or Russia slash Ukraine tax. I'm talking it was it was quality fifteen dollars for three longies. And now you're asking an extra six to seven and you're trying to take that out of my pocket? I'm not having it. I'm not having it. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's fucked up. And it's you know, see the thing, you would have got the glory days of like cheap schooners and I I kinda come in when it was like five dollars a schooner and you're kinda happy for that, you know. It's just it's even money, five bucks. I'll, I'll drink my piss. I'm, I'm fucking stoked with it. But then it started going to this weird, like, $5.40s, and then you get home at the end of the night, and you got chronic pub pocket, and you like, you go to have a sleep, and you got the fucking big lighter falling out of your pocket. you got about $28 in fucking shit coins. It looks like you've been busking all night. Your mum's a bit fucking... She's, she's already fucking off ya, but she doesn't need to hear a poker <laughs> machine flushing. Well, she's trying to go to bed, hungover. And you can't get in the house easily either. You're fucking making a commotion from the get-go. You're jingling. Yeah, you're jingling. And, you know, you're trying to beeline it to the kitchen because you're, like, pissed and you're like, fuck, it might be leftovers. Actually, funny story about leftovers. Um, I was just up at Cade Sharps. Oh, yeah. Sharpies. And um, I was going up there and I'm in a group chat and Chris James goes, Cade Sharp's going to get doghouse for sure because I was staying there. And, yeah, okay. um, you know, you know as well, as he, he's just he's had his baby and me and Sharpie have been good mates for a while. And um, so anyway, we went to the pub as me and Sharpie do. And we, had a, we had a good night and he was already in a bit of a doghouse and he got home and his missus had saved some Chinese or some Thai for her at work the next day. Oh, and, I don't um, like Sharpie, Sharpie dug from a six-foot hole down to China and just smashed <laughs> all the fucking Chinese when he was pissed and then slept in the spare room and she came in just absolutely fucking blowing up out of him. It was pretty good. Oh, my God. Sent straight to the kennels outside. And deservedly yeah. so. Like, use your fucking head, Sharpie, mate. We all like to think yeah. of our stomachs every now and again, but that's that's a move. Don't, don't be wrong. I've done it and I've put my foot in it many a time, but... He played the wrong card there. Oh, yeah, he played, he played the wrong card. And it, it was funny because I had him on loudspeaker with Mitch Waits and um, he was telling us this whole story and I filmed it 
and then sent it to Dorf and everyone, and they were just fucking losing it. <laughs> oh, it's a cook up. It's a classic though. It's a classic. How has yeah. um how has Sharpie been going up there, man? Has he been still getting waves, or is he more family man now? Like, how's he mixing it? Oh, he's yeah. He's, Sharpie's the biggest proper. Like, he's just doing his um. He's been the lifeguard. He's got a pretty sick setup. He just overlooks his beach and um. Yeah, he's trying to he's trying to do his chin ups and eat well, but he's got a bit of a dad gunt going. Um, oh, fuck, don't we all? Don't we all dads out there? But he, you know, he's just itching to get back down to the South Coast for a few trips. But no, he's 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 a dad and a bit of a family man. But you know, he's sharp. He would any excuse to try to get to the pub and have a bit of a wrestle in that <laughs> in that arena. <laughs> wrestle a cold scooter eh, and just wipe a bit of froth off the upper lip. That or wrestle a fucking poke machine, one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> Man, pokies, eh? So unique to Australia. And I, I know they're filtered around the rest of the world, but there's something about pubs and beers and pokies and horses and dogs and just they all tie in together, you know, and it just it makes up a pub scene. You're pretty, you're pretty fucking accustomed to a pub scene, brother. Like, how do you find a good old pub like do you do you thirst for a pub oh yeah I, I i love a good pub and i'm pretty blessed down here with one bar of bolo that's um that's my stud sanctuary that's pretty good but i i kind of like keeping it core up out helensburg pub because people are coming down the south coast or like to the cold coast and they're going to one bar and stuff but no one's stopping into helensburg for a beer let's face it it's just it's just local no one no one said, oh, on my Sunday, let's go down to Helensburg pub. It just doesn't happen. So it's pretty core in there. And they used to have, on the Friday, they used to have this, like, chocolate wheel for the happy hour. And so the prices of schooners could drop down to whatever, like, year era that was. So I think it'd be, like, 19, 1916 or something, and it'd drop down to $2.30 if it spun onto that for two hours. Wow. And then... So when it would go off, it was like some fucking orc would play the horn of Gondor, like a schooner, like the <laughs> horn of Gondor. And all these just patrons would just start gremlin up to the pub. And there's no real RSA in that. Just, it would just get fucking flipped upside down. You could buy like 20 schooners at a time. And like, especially when you're like 18 or something, you just get fucking smashed. It was pretty fun. Yeah, man. Helensburg's a wild joint. Do you... Do you remember, and I think you told me this folklore story, and, I, and I've, I've passed on it to a couple of people. I'm pretty sure I've told Coops. Hasn't Eddie Blackwell held up that pub, like bashed the security guards and kind of ran the show for a little bit up there? No, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say ran the pub, but I, I think he's definitely had a few blues at that pub. They're, they're all banned. Um, yeah, it, it used to have a few, few fights, but it was kind of just, piss Helensburg is fighting each other. It was a bit, yeah. bit stupid, but I think that's how it went. There's, there's <laughs> many folklores and old, old, old cats. Dude, it's a pretty old school town, eh? Like it's, you know, a lot of its buildings, especially in the main street, have got that, that old school feel, like, you know, back in the late 1800s, early 1900s, like definitely got history there. It's, it's a, it's a pretty, pretty quirky place. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's good. And now, so Noah Dean, 
he he introduced me to his pub and he he's also a person who loves just kind of sitting down and getting comfortable in in um his side sanctuary. They actually called their section uh, Antarctica. So it was, he would sit with these like fifty year old dudes underneath the aircon and they all called it Antarctica. And so I did a trip up there surfing Ibaluka and whatnot and he was more impressed to bring me to Antarctica and just introduce him to like all these just pub nugget mates and it was, that was fucking pretty funny. It was good. His <laughs> missus wasn't too stoked. She ended up rocking up to kind of have some beers and meet me and Noah spoke about bodyboarding to me for like eight hours straight until Mariah ended up leaving. And then the next day, like, oh, do you want to go to the pub? And she's like, no, nah, I'm not going there. All you do is get drunk and start speaking about bodyboarding. <laughs> Man, it's amazing yeah. that one of the world's best surfers is one of the um, the world's biggest frothers when it comes to bodyboarding. Like, what a legend, you know, just bringing the two together. Oh. He respects both, like, both disciplines and does both so fucking well. Even on the boog out. What's it about Nuggin? The shit he does on a boog and then does on a surfboard and then does again on the boog. You're like, how is this man so fucking talented? Yeah, he fucking loves it, man. He's pretty much, he kind of definitely got me frothing again. And like, Haz is always kind of froths the boog. And then they've got this big, they've got a big rivalry and kind of surfing and bodyboarding, which is pretty funny. Like, one Hazel like put up a photo and then Noz will be the first person to DM it going, what about this? Like laughing, like going, trying to critique it and stuff. And then Hazel will be doing the same to him. So they got this big rivalry in Boog. And then, yeah, it's kind of sick that them boys like getting the froth on bodyboarding, like kind of kicks you up the backside. You're like, fuck, they're frothing. They're like, why am I frothing as hard? Like, I just spoke to them early today and they were going down to a shorey. Like, what it's like locked in the gates. They've called it locksmith. And they're just like go proing each other surf this shore and just bottom and scooping and stuff and practicing how to scoop. That's sick though, isn't that just so fucking cool to see that yeah, they'll they'll spend the time, they'll fucking make it happen. They'll just, just go enjoy their time in the ocean. You know, that's so wild. I know Harry would be um recovering from a pretty nasty leg break too, coming to the pipe masters. Yeah. So it's so fucking wild to see him up and about and even doing this stuff this early but um wait woodsy i just wanted to ask you real quick and i know you know might sound rude but your fucking headphones i reckon are playing havoc do you want to just quickly take them out and maybe just go on just normal phone speak if you're just on your phone or or whatever if that's cool um yeah i'll try to put it to my phone speaker it's just so they're just real real fluffy hey my phone speaker's got heaps of yeah, I, fuck, I, it I know, I know, me too. I always struggle to speak to people on loudspeaker because of all the sediment or concrete or render or anything in the in the phone port and the speakers. Hey, it's so bad. Yeah, right. Do you want me? To, do you want me to give it a crack? Is it is it that bad from your end? Yeah, it just seems to be echoing heaps. Maybe I'm being paranoid. <laughs> Everyone at home listening should realize uh, we don't have to be at home you can just be listening but realize that i'm paranoid about how the podcast sounds and how you know crisp it is and whatever and you know i get so funny when i listen to a podcast that you can't understand the other person or the levels are out and whatever and blah 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 end of the point is that um yeah it'd be sick if we could 
see if you could take him out and see if it makes a difference. Oh, so I'll put it to my iPhone microphone yeah. instead. Yeah, and just like speak into it normally, I reckon, eh? Hey? That's sweet. How's that going? Yeah, speak again. Sorry, mate. That's one, two. Loopy, loopy. Yo, yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yeah, but fuck, it's way, way more distant. Like, yeah, I think, I think this thing's been getting rubbed in the sand and whatnot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, maybe just throw the headphones back in, see if it just is has reset it. We can edit this bit out. Don't worry, bro. I'm being real picky. Hello. Yo, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah. Is that still yeah, it's early? all good. A little bit, but fuck, man. It's all sweet, bro. You know? It's yeah. all good. At yeah. least we can hear you. Jacking it for his um, dodgy $20. AirPods, I've got myself from um, Officeworks. I've shot yeah. myself in the foot for the podcast here, going the TV option. Yeah, but, man, when you weigh up the disparity between costs, I know exactly where you're going. Like, you know, AirPods, $250, yeah, well, you should, compared to the $20 mate, you Officeworks. You should know it more than anyone being a trader, a bodyboarder. That, you know, we don't have that much money, you know? Mate. I, it was funny the other day, I seen this Jesse dude who... He used to do the comps for Foster, and he was he was driving a Porsche or something. I was like, that's the most fucking rich trader I've ever seen. Because usually you think about bodyboarding, you think about hugging headland, tuna, rice, doing these yeah. fucking trips with no money and yeah, little hatchbacks. So I've just I've taken on the system of the twenty dollar uh, rip off AirPods from Officeworks, Lockie. Dude, I don't blame you at all, man. And I think that's the smartest move. And I think that's just going back to the culture of what you're speaking about. Just staying true to it. Just get your deals, save your coin while you can, you know, do weird medical procedures to make money on the side if you need to, and just keep boogan. Boogan's not fucking dead. Just keep boogan. Yeah, for sure. Like, too often them guys, have like some of the trips they've done, like I'm pretty sure Katie does, his trips and lives his life a fucking like a an oil fucking rag. Like, yeah, it's absolutely. Some of their trips sound fucking unbelievable, and it's so sick that they just get it done. And then yeah. what you're talking about, what you're referring to when the lads got all them weird medicines and stuff to do the Europe tour. Yep. Cool. Yeah. It was just a, it was a, it was a wild time, and I look back on it, man. Oh my god, I want to turn these messes off so bad. Sorry, man. I need to get this off. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I remember looking back on those riptides and just seeing so many of the um, articles coming back, say of Harry Dixon or Crashy having those medical procedures performed on him or doing the trials or, you know, whatever they <laughs> entailed, and just making good coin and. Been able to stay another four weeks in Europe or whatever. Like it was a, it was a booming crazy time in Bergen. Think about that. Like putting your body on the line and just almost selling yourself to stay in the sport. It's just fucking crazy. Just lead straight back to your point about 
being trad and being core and and doing it on the cheap, eh? Tuna cans, ding-a-ling-ling. Yeah. Ling. That's all you need. I remember, like, some of, my, some of my first trips going down the coast, I'd, like, I'd scrounge onto, I was probably about 14, 15, and I'd scrounge onto, like, the biggest darrow or, like, the weirdest, softest human who's just got their pee, just so I could convince them to go down the pipe or go down the south coast and try to surf waves. And I'd have, like, 10 bucks to my name and just, somehow survive and get through it if if not there probably would have been um a few cases when i was younger that might have been a few a bit of racking going on out old woolies and stuff just to get by you know what i mean just just to get some ways yeah yeah definitely dude what what um what was your favorite trip back when you were younger you know like is there one that stood out where you scored epic waves and it was kind of the making of you as a bodyboarder like you know putting your mind on the job and saying this is what I, I want to chase and follow for my leisure time over the next, you know, however long? Um, oh, there'd be a few what come to mind. Like definitely probably the first time I went down South Oz zones would have been a pretty pretty cool trip. Like this Lloyd Taylor is a bit older than me, just got his peas and me and Billy Danzi were like 16 and we took a um, what it like a Suzuki Ignis or no? It was it was it was just like some small bubble car, just down to Southwells, <laughs> and we kind of had no idea what we'll do. And then we're following like Google Maps trying to get the waves. And like at one point we're on, we're on like the train tracks, and we're like, what the fuck? Like we're nearly like bog. And did was that the train tracks at Ellison? Is 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 that the one you're referring to? Woodsy, you there, bro? Woodsy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got yeah. you. Um, I got you. Yeah, so are we... My phone just went off. Oh, fuck that. I yeah. hate that. Yeah, just shout. You, so you're just saying you um run train tracks and you're getting bogged? Yeah, but like, so we're trying to find um a particular right-hander down there, which I reckon you've been to yourself. Um. And we have no idea how to get there, but we just knew it was a wave and we're just following like Google Maps to get there and just we're opening up paddocks and we're in this fucking shit little bubble car. And then we got to a point where we're like going over like train tracks and we're like, this is getting ridiculous. And we, we actually finally got to pretty close to the wave and hiked for about an hour and a half. And we were surfing all morning before this and like, we hadn't ate or like drank any water. So I think we finally got to the wave and it was about one thirty and we we're just too dehydrated and fucked that we couldn't even like surf it. We we had to like it was too low for the tide and we had to retreat. And then um I I can remember driving back to Port Lincoln and seeing the first shop and getting like a two litre of lemonade or something. I was like 16 a gram and just smashed some lemonade instead of water. <laughs> Getting the sugar high, eh? Like that beautiful lemonade and that fizz. Yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. In the hot trips like that. Trips like that or like South Coast trips, like even some of the first ones I did with like you or um, like Pino or 
I remember always wanted to go on the endless um, Congo trip. Bill oh, and his yeah, brother yeah. used to go on them. And, like, I used to think they were the coolest thing ever. Like, I remember being right. down Congo once when one of them were on and John drove past in the bus. And me and Bill must have been, like, 10 or something. And we used to wear, like, endless bodyboard rushes and stuff because, like, I remember, like, Tides, Lander, and everyone used to wear the endless long sleeve rushes in their shops. Yeah, Matic had one, Brendo had one, Tyg yeah. had one. Yeah, all the inf- yeah, influential guys. Yeah, me and Bill used to do that all the time, but we, we were actually Congo at that time. We saw the bus go past and we, like, recognised people's faces and, like, yeah, you. But, um, yeah, <laughs> I reckon some, even some of the trips down in Congo kind of got me frothing big time. And then as I got older, like, going to going over the West Oz and, like, a Cook Island trip and just all these trips just started just getting me up. Bodyboarding is um is one of the most exhilarating sports. Hey, like you know, you've done some pretty wild shit, Moose. And um, thinking about all the trips you've been on already, and the ones you've mentioned just just then, you know, highlights how how far you've got to go, and all the things you've got to chase and put in place, and and you know, stretch all your money out, and kind of burn bridges here and test <laughs> holiday. Um, lengths with bosses at the time and all this kind of jazz. Like, do you yeah. ever, do you ever look back on it and wish you did another sport, or do you feel like this was always the one for you? It's funny because I, I used to play heaps of um represent like rugby league and rugby. So I did like I went to Endeavour Sports High and I was doing all the like targeted footy programs and I was training pretty much like four days a week for footy and played like um, Waratahs. And, but I, I was frothing bodyboarding at the time and I thought bodyboarding was like the coolest thing and I liked hanging with like, I remember from the very first time I got taken to Shark Island, I was like, fuck, this is so sick. And I thought it was the best thing ever. And then as I got a bit older and shit started getting more serious with all the reps, I was like fading training and going surfing and then, I just started getting dropped from all the teams because I just, I started, I was just surfing and then it kind of, that even went on with my apprenticeships and stuff. Like, like I went through a few jobs just due to, I was just having sickies and cutting just because I just couldn't let a swell go and just wanted to try to get fucking big barrels somewhere. Dude, couldn't let a swell go. How's that one, eh? That's on the at the tip of so many people's minds. Like when you think about it, that is the one of the more truer sayings going around, especially in the surfing world. Can't let a swell go. Whenever we see a swell pop up, those automated boys just ding, 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 come to life, and all the all the mathematical equations come together on the sites that we check, and we're fucking frothing. And it doesn't matter if you've got a loaded week of work up to 60, 70 hours and you're coming into summer or it's a busy time or whatever it is, man, you're still thinking about the waves and not letting that swell go. Is that, is, is that energy still inside you or have you been able to let it go? Oh, like, it's, yeah, it's fucking, that's a hard one, Luke, hey, like, it's a fucking hard one, no, man. Never, yeah, it never, it, it never, it never lets you go because, like, fuck. I, when I see so like that, I get so much head noise. But sometimes, like, obviously with life, you're getting a bit older now. You get, you get responsibilities, and 
you start getting bummed out yourself, you're like, fuck, where's that prof going? Like, you drop any responsibility you fucking ever have. Like, you don't need money. Like, you can go get barrel, but it's definitely happened. I've been, I've been more particular now that, like, I'm not chasing every single swell. Like, I'm more looking for something that I fucking know is going to be on and I'm propping. But it's hard being best mates with, especially best mates with, like, Harry Bryan and all that surfing community. And they, they're just fucking getting barreled everywhere. And, it's like, fuck, I'm working and I don't know. Sometimes, like, you miss as well and you, you just end up just, like, drinking beers and stuff and just fucking putting it off It's because you're just so bummed out. But I'm frothing some. I'm, some people are just going fucking nuts these days out the way. Who do you think Instagram, who's going nuts? Um, yeah. And I don't mean to in, cut you off from there because I know what you're going to say about Instagram then, like, how much it's going to fucking – hype everything up and how much it can lie to you too. So I fully feel yeah, it. But yeah. This follows a goose parade. Um, who's going nuts these days? Goose parade. Oh, yeah, I know exactly what you're yeah. referring to there too. Eh? So fucking good. Um, who's going nuts? Like, fuck. People who I look up to, Russ Bjerk, the surfer. Yeah. He's, what the hell, he's just like, he's so gnarly because He's paddling waves, what you are looking out on a bodyboard going, fuck, can I even paddle this? And he's standing up and you're like, fuck, I need to paddle these because he's going burko on all. The guys like him is going crazy. crazy and, then, and he's getting into um, it so much earlier too, Woodsy. Like he is a oh, master at it, man. Like how is he just to his feet so quick and setting a line and he's always backdooring some of the biggest fucking hog holes about? Oh, he's, he's fucking psycho, man. So that pushes your heat because you're like, how's this dude on a surf? And even like Noz and all them boys, like they're just pushing it so hard in their slab surfing. And then guys on the south coast on the boog, like I really cross fucking AJ. Like he's just so core and he's had every single swirl. He's, he's not loud. And like you just see him on fucking bombs and he'll be out there in the morning and stuff. Like he's a fucking weapon. And then, yeah, he's a weapon for sure. That one he got in the, um, that movement comp, man, of that, you know, ridiculous one at that left, um, the Cameron film, you know, just into it yeah. so late but had the perfect scoop on him and just sat up and was just where he needed to be, you know. Like it was a fucking oh, – almost should have won the comp, man, yeah. in, in my eyes. Like it was oh, – was a sure. sick And then, then you got people like Dorf who's been doing it for fucking years and just – been a hell man and he's still just getting slabbed off his head and then up like Canale your way you got old spudhead Jack Baker like, <laughs> he's hilarious but like he's retarded and just puts himself in some big holes and then you got fucking Harley Ward who's just a psychopath but he's in the it's sick. And, he's a psychopath and then um just just recently Brendo's been surfing heaps around home like I've been having some good sessions at Headies and stuff with him and just the way you see him scoop a wave, you're like, fuck, like, that is just butter. That's textbook. Like, anyone who wants to learn to fucking scoop, just that, that's how it's done. Like, I'll, I'll never get to that level, but that's what I'd like to be at. Yeah, yeah. You all We'd all aspire to have Brendo's scoop. That guy's got, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're right. Describing it like a knife okay. through, hot knife through butter. He's a, he's a, yeah, normal bodyboarder, and the the ability he has to be able to use the face 
and not airdrop. Like you never see him airdrop, yeah. which is 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 crazy. Yeah. He's just um he's skilled, man, and it takes such a good fucking keen bodyboarder to to be able to do that time and time again. Like he looks so comfortable yeah. all the time. He makes it look effortless, which is so hard to do. Well, you see him and he just paddles so early. Like where people go wrong, and I see it happen heaps. It's like you see me out the back and a bomb comes, and you haven't duck dived the whole session, but people see a bomb coming and instantly start paddling out. And you should be like putting your head down and just fucking getting right under it, like being as under it as possible and getting speed up, like paddling. You see, like. You watch old clips of fucking Brendo and stuff. They just got their fucking head down, their fucking forty yummy motor on their fucking knife bin, <laughs> just going. The like, quads are building, eh? Like they've got probably like what do you reckon, ten, fifteen horsepower in those legs, like at least eight. Oh fucking oath, man! You look out their quads; they could kick a footy one hundred and fifty meters. Don't worry about a 40-20. I'm, I'm talking like yeah. a football field and a half it, over here. They're punting. They're certainly coming out of the fucking stadium. Fucking <laughs> Send the fucking cunt out of the stadium. Is there anything more Australian, Moose? Yeah. Oh, that, I reckon that's a go. Yeah, that is a go, eh? Oi, you know, yeah. talking about... Um, Talking about being kind of competitive in the ocean, man, and, and going out there for the wrong reasons or for the right reasons. Did you ever feel during Musa Mentor when you were trying to film for it or stacking clips for it that you ever got in your head and lost the joy of just having it as a free surf instead of, you know, trying to put a clip together? Was 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 that ever dis, um, a decisive moment in your head that you had to fucking sort out? Yeah, um... Well, I was never stacking for the Moose Mentry. Like, I just kind of, I'd heaps of sessions and then I started getting footage together and then I was talking to some of the boys and they're like, oh, yeah, like, okay, you got a few clips. Like, you, sh- you should maybe think about making a clip. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, a Moose Mentry could be funny. And then we just started, like, talking. But, um, yeah, like, every all them kind of, like, bigger clips and stuff, I was just out there that day and just, Trying to, I've always wanted at that certain left hand, I just try to get, because the surface sit out a bit further and then there's like a body board, like kind of inside ledge. But it's hard to say some of the inside ledges go probably square and rounder, but there's just these big fucking meat holes come through out the back. And I was just, I've, I've always wanted to try to scoot under one of them, but I've, um, I've been pretty close, but I've also fucking went straight a few times. It's just, it's just the biggest slippery slide you'll ever go. But, yeah, I reckon sometimes it, it gets in your own head. Like, when when someone is filming there and you're like, oh, yeah, someone someone's filming fucking over, maybe try to stack it, try to get some clips. You end up having the worst surf of your life. Like, you just start blowing it and then you get in your own head. Like, I'm not in there. I'm not surfing to fucking be pulling off a wave. I'm fuck, shit, fuck, like, you're surfing there for a good time. So as soon as that yeah. starts happening, you're fucking kidding yourself. Like, just get out there, enjoy fucking surfing, like, who gives a fuck if someone's pointing their camera at you? Yeah, I know. I know. But that's going back to your point about Instagram too, dude. Like that's the whole flow and effect, isn't it? It's just like the dopamine hit for the like or the the yeah. feed. Like I, I remember even hearing something from the Swellings with Noz and Vaughny Blakey was talking about um, 
just how good Nos was at keeping so many of his good clips under wrap and just holding it for an epic release, which was just so refreshing instead of just that constant barrage on Instagram of like 15, 30-second clips that just are trying to draw you in. He actually made a masterpiece, yeah. which is yeah. probably like kind of like a lost art, and that's why I'm referring back to like Musumentary too, man. Like that's so cool to put something together that you look can look back on as a moment in time and there were things that weren't seen before it was released. And, you know, there's really something to that. And I think that was has been lost for a little bit through Instagram. So it's really cool to bring it back and realise that clips are so relevant and, like, we need to give ourselves and everyone else around us a little bit more of our attention span and, and just watch good boog and, and watch good surfing and, and be able to just absorb instead of flick and pass, you know. Yeah, for sure. It's it's sick. Like people are bringing out cool clips, and there's bodyboard movies coming out. Like I can't remember the time being like so many movies coming out. Like you had Throned, and then you've got um, what's that one? The boxy lads are doing. I think it premieres this Friday. To be honest, about it's called like, Family Room. Maybe yeah, Family, family or something. That's, that's sick. And then Drag has got their new movie maybe premiering next weekend called drag relapse and you got you got like tom robinson back on the boog which i've been surfing a bit with him lately fuck he has not fucking missed the beat he's he's still tom robinson yeah he's still a he's freak just... i'm sure and you got jack robbo to also bringing out um jack robbo jack robbo jack dobbo how's i just gave him a full fucking wsl branding then jack dobson bringing out Goodbye. I think you got that because they got the same rig, Dobbo and Jack Robinson. Oh, mate, for sure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Beautiful Vs, just sculptured, sculptured up to the nines. Fucking just, just wish a wash of women, fucking abs and whatnot. Yeah, that's classic. You cannot compare the two. I, he was actually up for the comb premiere and that Jack. Jack Dobson, mate, him and Dicko, when they team up and they're in your face oh. and they're having a yarn, yeah. they can chin wag and they can chin wag. Yeah. And then they can fucking yeah. chin wag and they'll get your beer and they'll chin wag some more, but it's quality wag and I'll take it every fucking moment of the day. Were you there Were you there after um, the free Amigos movie when um, Dicko was so fucking detonated he fell off the bar stool and squeezed head open but then (laughs) yeah he he kind of got like a napkin from behind or a cloth or something and kind of sorted himself out and then jumped on the train to Wollongong we all went to Wollongong well and just had a night night. out yeah after it he was that concussed I think he ended up going to Tompkins house or something he came out for a little bit and we had this huge huge night in Wollongong and um we were staying at Clamour at the pub, me, George, Davis, and I think BC's were staying. And we end up getting back to the hotel room about five in the morning with all this fish and chips and playing AFL in there. Like, heads went oh, through the wall. Man, absolutely. And you trashed absolutely the whole thing. Trashed it, man. Like, fucking trashed it. And then Davis threw George's wedding on the roof of the pub. And then, because um, we thought it was going to be lay day for the comp the next day. And we woke up to these calls and George had to surf in like half an hour. And he's like, fuck. He's like, I need to go down there and get my rush. He's like, where's my wedding? 
And Davis is like, fuck, man. I, I was hoping you were. Oh, I just lost your bra. Oh, bro. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Yeah, he's like, he's like, fuck. I just, I just, oh, you're going to have to go down in board. He's like, I, I threw you wetty on the riff last night when I was pissed. And um, <laughs> George was like, they're like brotherly lovers, skitsing up. And he's like, fuck, you reckon I can get it? So we pushed him out onto like the, out onto like the balcony and then he somehow scaled up onto the roof in the mid morning. It's like people having coffees and shit and you just see this heat hung over to in bodies scowling up and he got his wetty off the roof, put it on. And then I, I think he went out in his heat and did two flips and stuff, got like two eights and fucking demoed it. So we probably did him a favor. It revved him up. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I eh? like there'd be moments. I'm sure, you know, a lot of competitors have had those sort of slip ups or shit not go their way and have to go out there and surf heat. Still probably drunk or stimulated or whatever. And, can sometimes work in your favour, eh? Like you're not thinking about it so much or it's just get out and get it done. I need to go back to bed. Weird. So weird. Yeah, for sure. Trippy woozy. Um, Man, so growing up at Stanny, you know, like you've lived a charmed life, man. Like it's a beautiful little pocket in the National Park there of the um, – I guess you could say southern Sydney, but not really. You're just on the the northern end of the Cold Coast. Like, you're on the cusp. It's a really good halfway point, and it's just such a cool place to grow up, I'd imagine. Um, can you just elaborate a little bit on that, man? Like, what was it like growing up in a in a beautiful haven like that in the National Park? Yeah, Stanton Park's so special, man. Like, I don't know. It's, it might be biased because I've grown up here, but, like, I see it as one of the most beautiful places in the world like it's fucking it's gorgeous and yeah it's a sick community everyone knows everyone like you know everyone's families and kind of the whole the whole Stanwell Park is rural areas like pretty pretty tight you know what I mean and um there's, there's fun waves around and Stanley Beach actually gets fucking gets um gets real good when it especially when it gets bigger like I've had days where it's like eight to ten foot and just kind of semi-freight train. So it's just, it'll take you about four attempts to get out in the back. But, um, yeah, just being surrounded by the bush and stuff. And you have been down to my parents' place a few times. It's pretty cool little, I guess, hippie backyard going on. Oh, man, it's so, so fucking charming. It's a crazy little pocket. And especially where you're at, you're just nestled a little bit higher and, like, you get a bit more sun and you're not, like, in a... You know, like I'd, I'd imagine some of the houses closer to the edge of the mountain before you get up to Samuel Tops, like they'd be pretty shady and could get pretty cold. Yeah, damp and bit, like you're in a good spot, you know, like you, you get a fair bit of sun, it's, it's open. Yeah, it was uh, heaps of houses this year, like it was pretty hard with all the consistent rain. Like I'm pretty sure, probably majority of houses just had like chronic mold growing in it because there's just like waterfalls and. It's, it's pretty much a rainforest thing, like just like a subtropical little rainforest pocket. But yeah, that, it gets real good bangs, and it's there's always been this like pushing environment of surfing, and like the older guys used to surf and bombing around here and go pretty pretty gnarly out there, and they always charge skinny so hard. So like 
you semi had to have a go and majority of my mates are surfers but my best mate from home billy danzy he's a bodyboarder and fuck he, he's really good he's definitely had some big barrels and then players um dad actually lived here so i used to see him getting around sometimes it was cool did he live in Stanley or leave, he lived at Odford? Do you have a farm in, in, in between? No, nah, nah, a, big, a big farm in Stanley. So I think like back in the day, like Simon Forden and Toby and all that crew, they used to live in Stanley. Like they used to live in, on one of the houses on the property. So sick. Far out would be such yeah. a cool time back then, also with it sparsely populated and just, man, so much free land roaming around. It would have felt like a a full rainforest yeah i remember because so i swapped them players brothers um i think i found two cans of imlac the, the spray cans and i swapped his brother the imlac to like, some grand flavor shirts and i was probably like oh, i don't know year five or year six and i was the closest house to the lookout where you check the surf from and i was in my front yard cruising in my school clothes one day and i seen ben player drive past and I was like, what the fuck? So I quickly ran inside and put that grand flavour shirt on and like went and strutted it up the nail and like just pretended I was checking the surf. And then I'm pretty sure Ben ended up going home going, fuck, Luke, you've been giving away all the shirts I've been giving you. I'm like getting into Luke. But yeah. <laughs> That's gold, man. It, I would have had stars and eyes too, man. At your home break, rocking up, you know, someone that's just world-class, going to go on and win. Did he win three world titles? Was it two or three? Well, two or three, yeah. It would be hard to call. It's a hard one, eh? I'm, I, I want to give him yeah. three. You know, I'm gonna, we'll do him an injustice if it isn't three by saying two. We'll so I'm just going to go with yeah. three. We'll give him a three because he's just a fucking beast. Yeah, he's a beast, eh? I've, I mentioned before, but... Um, on previous potties, he can fucking paddle, man. Like, there's something about oh. him and his fucking legs. He's like, he is dolph man, you know, like half dolphin, half man, and just fucking sexual in the water when he kicks. He's off his head. Yeah, and he, fuck, like, he just puts himself in the gnarliest zones. Like, and he just duck dives, and it was good growing up. He always kind of definitely helped us out, and he, like, even now, like Shark Island, he'll take us over to the peak and be like, this is where you need to see it. Like, this is what you need to do. And now, like, a few of the bombies around home, he's always, like, G'd us up and helped us. And now, like, times have gone by. It's like, I still see him sitting in these times. I'm like, I don't fucking want to sit in there with you. You're a lunatic. And, like, he, the other day, he's like, oh, like, I'm, I'm not that. I've got my kid and stuff now. I'm not that into, like, going these these big like cyclones, you go this, you go that. And then I'm looking on the inside and he's just scooping into like these fucking meat pits. He's, yeah, he's fucking an animal. I think he's got such a high standards for himself too, Woodsy. You know, like he sets himself yeah. at a world level and he was competing against, you know, the likes of Tamega and Stewart and Hub and Rawlins and, you know, <clears throat> just so many world class Winnie, so many world class bodybuilders ever so long. Like, I think his slowing down is still heights where you can't reach yet. You know, that's that's how good he is. It's it's kind of fucked up actually when you think about it. You go back on all the old tapes and all the old footage. You know, compared to today, 
I think there's been some really cool advancements and new moves and different technology that's been introduced into the sport. But fuck, man, the bodyboarding back then was, you know, back 10, 15, 20 years ago was still pretty outrageously good, you know, and he was... Oh, Back back then, it's probably like the best you'll ever get it. Like no one, yeah, it's hard. It's hard because them guys just fucking demoed every single place. Just bodyboarded so fucking good. Like I don't know if you can kind of reach that level now. And like there are guys like younger and stuff, and they're going real skits. But fuck, some of the shit with like Benny and Hardy and Rawlins and stuff we're doing was fucking psycho and just. The best style. Yeah, their style was 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 faultless. Are you talking about youngsters and young guys going skits at the moment, who would you say is going the most skits? Like, if there's a radar or you know a spectrum, like on the fucking redlining end, who's going skits? I reckon. Um, I reckon Marley's last clip was fucking sick, and Marley's always been a fucking hog and like them ones out mullies that they were crazy and yeah i can i reckon i'm fucking fucking marley and i've always like the west Oz boys they're animals like george and stuff i can i can george is fucking really really good and i'm frothing like christian is a legend and he's just that air forward out front on was out of control. Like that was so fucking heavy, and he's he's just winning world titles, and he's he's just a fucking he's just such a lord. Like so, I'm I'm backing them lads. Yeah, and I'm yeah. and I'm I'm backing I'm backing um Noza on his Noah Dean on his bodyboard career because he's he's absolutely giving it to assholes. Bro, like, <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Like, I, I think he studies waves like no other. Eh? He he looks like a student and a di- disciple of, of of so many disciplines. He he could probably ride a a broomstick to you know a full six foot air rotation out of a close out bolt and open. You know, like he's just that dude. I reckon. He, I reckon if he could if he could ride a broomstick, he'd probably just ride it straight down to Arcee's and. Check if it was like east south east, like enough so he could just fucking get into it. <laughs> this Quidditch style, eh? Coming in from behind, throwing the brakes up, and just just enjoying the view. Mm. I yeah. um. So Woodsy, you know, it's been a fucking long couple of years. And we've all been twiddling our thumbs at home, most of us, unless you've been privileged to travel during the period of COVID and thinking, what the fuck are we going to do with our time? And now we've got the time back and we've got the ability to travel freely. What's on your plans? What's on your radar, Dane Woods? Like, I want to know where the fucking moose is going and what he's fucking doing and how he's spending his time. Well, uh, I reckon tomorrow's Friday, so I might go up. Helensburg pub and try to spin the wheel um, and kind of nestle into there for the next 10 hours. Nah, I'm, I'm actually start, I've started, nah, I've started working with um, Gene Bowen doing this like flood recovery work. So we're pretty much a water garber. I just kind of just clean up rivers and beaches and 
he's getting married and it looks like like he's kind of settling into that life and I guess he's my supervisor at the moment. He's like, fuck, like let's let's get up Tahiti, like let's let's go hit these spots. So I think next year I'll have time off work. I want I want to surf Tahiti. I I want to fucking I just want to surf some waves. What I know I fucking would paddle and probably have an all right go at whilst I still wheel type of thing. So I can some of them big slabs down the bottom of ours and Chotes is definitely on the cards and yeah, a few of the other ways. I, I, I want to do a bit of traveling next year, Lukey. Oh, I can just hear the fucking energy in your voice, Dane Woods. It's all, it's all coming to a crescendo here, mate. The, yeah. The fucking I want to fucking go and get up somewhere. Yeah, it's, it's time to go get up something. <laughs> I think you're gonna have a time of in Tahiti. You know that's definitely one of my spots. I wanna, I, I wanna hit, and I wish I've been there already. But it was between that and Mexico for our honeymoon. Unfortunately, can because of COVID. But um, yeah, that's one place that's definitely on on the hit list. It looks so serene. It just looks yeah. so pretty, so magical everyone that goes there just raves about it it's just obviously it's a must do eh? yeah i've, I've been meaning to get there for fucking years and i've, I've semi not really known what i've been looking at and um i've got a few friends now who who are pretty keen to try to get up as well and i know it's easy to fucking say you're gonna try get a bomb whilst i'm sitting on a couch drinking a fucking longie speaking on a podcast for you but um, it'd be a different story when I'm in the water, you know what I mean? But either way, I'll have fun. I'll go fucking fishing and diving. Yeah, and just enjoy another part of the world. You know, waves are one thing, but I think you've got to realise you've just got to be um, privileged and lucky and, and I know it's going to sound real cliche, but blessed to get those waves. Just the whole experience of travel over there and, like, how it you know, hardens you as a person is, is probably what's most beneficial, huh? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm keen to do some trips because, I guess, I finished my apprenticeship and you kind of locked in for four years, so you can't do much travel. And I definitely got some waves throughout that. Um, and then I've always said, I was like, when I'm a tradie, like I just save a bit of money, and then I can actually focus and just chase swells and fucking do these things I've always watched and try actually just ride some fucking good ways and have these sick experiences and meet meet some cool people and make friends with people and introduce them to my home and whatnot. And um, then COVID hit, so that was another two years. And then so I've been kind of working this year, just saving my pennies. And um, I think next year I'm going to try to get up it. Just right up the guts, eh? Just a Gordon Talis, just first hit up of the mats, just up the guts, head down, drag people over the sideline, no fucks given on the plane. Up the guts, brother! Yeah, just absolutely fucking tear into him. Big <laughs> fucking forward pack, Talis Webkey. Oh, kidding me? Fucking strange. Oh, man. Or Gilmeister used to just cut people in half. There were just so many what? plays in that. Queensland Origin side that were deadly, that were just ready to go to war. Because there's people that play football and then there's people that go to war. And those mm-hmm. cunts were going to war. Yeah, I like I like Trevojevic off Chinese meal because he, he cuts them in the gut so much. Everyone calls him off Chinese meal because, like, 
has his perfect tackling technique where he hits right under the guts and usually they cough up the ball like a knock on so they're like oh try and eat meal yeah it's probably fucking mental it's probably something they really trained for too and i remember when um bellamy you know when he was reigning supreme at um, melbourne brought in those those wrestling coaches man and that changed the whole game with the three-man tackle and just the the whole you know art of holding people down and slowing the game down and getting the advantage of the scrum that way yeah, for sure. Yeah, so no, we could that, we could really that, segue into a complete football podcast here, eh? Like that was that was deep yeah. historical data on the game, like up the fucking guts. Yeah, no, I just cracked another long here. I could sit in and talk about footy for the next hour if you wanted, but you, let's go back to the Traden. Oi, oi, we'll go back to Traden, but can I just get to take a piss one second? We'll cut this, but I need to take a fucking whiz because. I'm with you. The beverages are starting to lubricate me inside parts. Fucking eyes. Go strike a wizard. I'll be back in a sec, sir. Sweet. I'm just going to suck a whiz. Fuck, that tastes good. Fuck, he pisses like a racehorse. He's got a good stream. No wonder he produces kids. Probably got a big dud dick. Big thumper. Probably using his big dud dick like a podcast in the station. Woodsy. Oh, mental. Good crack. It's like a whip. I hope, I hope you kick-started it. <laughs> what was that? Sorry, I missed the last part. You kick-started it like you kick-started a fucking motor. Yeah, just gave her a fucking couple of revs and away she went. How is it, yeah, when you get a good crack? Like, it sounds sounds almost like sounds a beer. Like yeah, it does. I almost um, that. Oi, only talking to Sam Thomas on um, the weekend, man, at the Cone premiere and talking about his clip and how he had that parody at the start taking off that West End beer ad. And I mentioned to him that one of his friends particularly opens a beer with these, like, long clawed fingers, but the sound they get on the clip and the way he cracks open is just classic, man, you know? Like, it was oh, – it just is – it's the epitome of a, a good beer opening. Almost should be referenced in the Oxford Dictionary. Beer open, West End draft, Sam Thomas clip. Yeah, fuck. That's that's pretty nice. Oh, I don't mind the, like, you know where you get the bubble perfect and you put the thumb through for a shotgun? So you can just kind of, like, without getting your key, you just slowly press the beer and just fucking open it up. There's, there's a few tricks with the old beer can, but... My main trick with the beer can is I just fucking like to just drink it and then enjoy it. Just stop fucking playing with it and drink it. Yeah, just carrying on with this, all this fan-dangled techniques yeah. or whatever. We just want to be drinking our yeah. beers. You just want to drink it, mate. It's, we've got a standard technique of opening them, and that's what they've created. And you just open it, and you just enjoy the cunt. You know what I mean? Like, it's pretty fucking simple. <laughs> 
You just sound like Mark on an ice bender at the roadhouse, eh? Shout out to yeah, Mark. Criminal activity. Yeah. Yeah, how good's Mark? I heard last time, I heard Mark's kind of gone straighty and unfortunately Kathy's kind of fucking lost it. No way. So are they are they still doing their thing together or have they split Yeah, I way? think, I, I don't know. I, I haven't been down there in a while. I, used, I, I, I remember first going down there when I was 16 and staying there and he's like, how the fuck did you find us? And we're like, oh, shit, shit, because Bill stayed down there with John Pine, Sean Pine's dad, back on the endless trip when yeah. he was like 14 or 15 and Johnny Pine was surfing out there in his stick stickers. And then so we oh, drove man. down there and stayed there. Yeah, and he's so like, how the fuck did you find us? And he was like, had this big box of weed and um, we stayed in the caravan out the back and he's like, you boys smoke weed? And we're like, oh, uh, and then he just chucked heaps of nugs in. And then he left for about five minutes and then come back and he's like, you want to come to the pub? And we're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And went to the pub and I was like, I was that young and drunk about six what, or seven students. Yeah, yeah, because he had, he had all this, like, he had all this money from, um, like, people camping and whatnot. And we went to Elliston Pub and just got... <laughs> fucking muted like i got so detonated i probably had six schooners but i was like i was 16 i lost my shoes at the pub and that was the first day of the trip so my whole trip i had no shoes i just had to, and they got them big thistles and fucking cactuses everywhere down there oh it's so gnarly sometimes you think you're walking on you know just dirt or sand and then out of nowhere there's just this bush of death and the bottom of your soul your feet are just just cut up to pieces. It's so hectic. You you try and walk around there with those shoes on for a couple of days, you'll know about it, eh? Yeah, it's fucked. I had an absolute Barry Crocker. Just got too detonated at the pub as a young pup and left me fucking hoofs there. Dude, that's a classic. How good is it getting pissed with Mark? Like I've only had beers and actually at his roadhouse. I've never been out for for a full pub session with, with the pub, Mark. From public to yeah, he drove like 160 or 70 in his car. It was fucking, it was wild. And that was probably in the first hour of meeting him. And then for that whole trip, we're just getting so fucking muted at the roadhouse. And then as time went by, like he obviously had a bit of a change, but like he was, he was just such a larrikin back in the day. I, I could say about 100 stories off him. He's, he's a fucking legend. I hope he's doing well. How- well, was it? Yeah, I hope he's doing well too. He's, he was always very nice to me, and I, I can't say a bad word about him. He plays some pranks, but he's always been a good dude. But how's the how's the section in in Rip Two with Bennett and him, and just the mix up that the the fellas did? Like hats off to him. That was one of the best best fucking caricatures of someone I've ever seen oh, in my oh, life. It was unbelievable. That, yeah. It just fucking fucking hits the nail on the head, doesn't it? He's so good. I remember one of the times when we were down there, we come out in the morning and Mark was on a vicious two-day vendor and he had his gun out and he was like, fuck it off his guts. He like goes to Bill, he's like, put your board on your head and was like trying to aim it up like he was going to shoot it and Bill like dropped his body board like, fuck, Mark's going to shoot the boards. But... He's fucking so funny. And when we were young, he used to go, did you ever shoot the car out the back with the gun? 
Woods, are you there? Oh, you there? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I almost just lost it. I was just going to say, too, like, he just doesn't mind, um, well, he didn't mind at the time talking about having a go with a couple of Aboriginals around the area, too, eh? Like, he was pretty, he's pretty on the, the old racist side, eh? It was wild. Yeah. He was a wild, he's a wild operator, man. You know what's real wild? You know that real crazy, dodgy-looking church next to his joint? Yep. Harry slept in that thing at night. Really? Yeah, he reckons. And the snake, like, I think like a brown snake or something, like, crawled under his um, under his sleeping bag. I reckon oh. it was haunted as well. Dude, I... Oh. There's people buried out in those yards, for sure. There's oh, people buried out I, in those yards. I went out one night with Mark at, like, so he made this huge fucking bomb um, off his guts, and he put it near our car where we were camping, trying to scare us. And I woke up to this just, like, shit fucking idling. And I, um, I looked out, and... I was like, fuck, what's Mark doing? And he's like, oh, you call this a useless cunt. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Thing? He had like this big bit of dynamite, like what he's created, this bomb. He's like, you want to come blow this rock off the cliff? And I'm like, yeah. And it was like two or three in the morning, drove about 50 minutes into the sand dunes to get to this rock that he was pissed off and blow it off the cliff. And they, um, yeah, I think they end up smoking a bit of a pipe. Like kind of hot boxing this, and I was in the middle. It was pretty gnarly. Just a bit of a coning, um, eh? Yeah, I don't know if it's the coning what you and fucking Jack Baker have been doing, but um, <laughs> so a, bit of, <laughs> a bit of a different coding, and I was trying to stuff <laughs> in the middle of it. And, I, and yeah, it was it was pretty wild. I had, I had no two off the head, so I had to try and blow this rock off the cliff. And I was like thinking to myself, I was like, it's fucking. Three or four in the morning, in the middle of nowhere. Like I could, this is a horror movie. I could get just fucking chopped up, but I love him to death. Fuck, I'd be doing well. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, man. I remember back in the day, one of the first trips over there with me, Pino, K Man, Huddy, Aylett, and Strachan drove um, drove John Pines Tarago from Sydney over to Sharinga, and you know. Middle of summer, I'm pretty sure it was like um, 18th or 19th of December. We were super close to Christmas. We did it all in a week and got back just before Christmas. And we'd blown the transmission out on this thing because it was so hot. And we had to divert the heating into our, inside of the car to take it away from the motor block. So it wasn't aircon; it was actually heating to get it, to get it away and keep it cooler. Cause we just had stacked these cards, the nines and the gearbox wasn't keeping up. And man, we drove half the trip in our underwear. Like it was wild how much we were sweating in this box. I've, I've never, it was almost like, it was almost like a weird sauna at the time that we didn't realize was, was, was kind of good for us, but it was, it was YMCA, like it was, it was, it was wild gay vibes in there. Like if anyone drove past or truckies saw us, there were just six, seven white boys just in their underwear, sweating their cunts off in there. Like it's unbel- it was, it was bizarre. But anyway, we we got over there and um, 
Fuck, I forget where I was going with this story, Woodsy. I just segued <laughs> too much. What were we talking about before? Oh, did you go? Yes, did you right. go? No, no, no. I'm, yep. I'm back. I'm back. Yeah, sorry. First time was going over to um, South Australia. And when we got there, so he kind of was kind of sussing us out and we stayed one night. Then the next night he said to us, Oi, boys, I've got a um, four drive you like a Hilux down in Port Lincoln. If you go fetch it for us, you can use it for, for the week or the five days you're here. And um, just give it to us with a full tank of petrol when you return. It's, it's all good. And we're like, oh, fuck, that's amazing. Didn't really know the kind of person Mark was. And us being naive, naive, sorry, 18 and 19-year-olds, just continued on the highway down there to pick up this vehicle and this farm out of Port Lincoln, the outskirts. And the dude was so fucking weird with us. And we didn't know anything of it. We were kind of like, oh, man, he's just probably having a bad day and I was just going happy-go-lucky. He was sussing us out because I'm pretty sure the car was lined with drugs and we drove it home unknowingly to back to Mark mm-hmm. and he wanted it back when we got back there for a couple of hours and we're like, oh, yes, we were probably just going to check over it and then he gave it back to us later on. So, like, you know, he has been playing the game. You put him some petrol in there at least? Mate, we put a couple of fucking ounces of petrol in there, put it that way, you know. Bit of the farm white marching powder just made it back to the roadhouse just in town for his customers up the road. You sound like fucking the sickest drug carriers. You you do it for free and then you just return the car with Teddy. That's mental. Mate. So if you were doing a trip overseas, like bringing some fucking coke back, so... You would do it for free and then buy your ticket. Well, like, probably probably ticket. my motto in, in, in this world, Woodsy, is like good vibes equal good times. So, you know, mm. if I put the good vibes out there, it's all going to come back somehow. And I might, may not be able to claim at the time. I do admit I may be I on the I offensive. I may lose money, but it'll come back, brah. You know, throw that positive stone in the pond. Those energy waves will bounce back towards you sometime. I can know. I've, I've seen into my old videos of that go farts where it looks like you're having a real good time, mate. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I think you're referring to... to it looks like you're pretty, pretty sky high, you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if it would have felt also crash up the next day if you were still throwing them stones into the fucking energy hole. I don't know. Oh, mate. We camped up there, mate. We were we, we were throwing stones all day, day long, multiple times in a row. It was fucking bizarre. Mm. It was a good time that time. It was it's one of his, that's one of the nicest things Ryan Hutt's ever done for me, man. What an absolute legend making that clip. And yeah, that was a time, was he? That was definitely a time, a psychedelic time. Psychedelic time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it, yeah. I remember when we used to hang, hang oh, when we used to hang out Strachan and you used to heat older and we are probably like 14 or something you used to just trying to get us beers and we'd just get smashed and listen to metal music. <laughs> Maybe go surf the island or something. I do remember that. It was when he was living at Ozone Street with his mum and um, Gary. Yeah. Mm, that was so nice. That was such good times. 
There's a lot of history yeah. around Cronulla. There's a lot of history, I think, with a lot of people up and down the coast. Like, it's amazing how many, you know, people can be um, kind of separated by so many Ks up and down and the coast, but still be connected in so many ways. Like, the bodybuilding industry is yeah. small, I know, and the surfing industry is you know, a lot larger, but still small in comparison to, I guess, a lot of other crazy sports out there or, like, worldwide sports. But... um. It's crazy how we all know each other and there's all those certain connections, you know? Like, it's, yeah, it's... Remember, it's crazy remember, remember that day. Remember that day when you nearly killed us and we tried to go to the goat truck after the Shark Island trial? Oh. Shark Island was like eight foot and it was back when Kobe Abbotton and the Bra boys were running Cape and we tried to do the sneaky down the goat track. Surf, surf yeah. left. It definitely underestimated how much an Eastwell gets in in that goat track there to paddle out a cape left. Yeah, I kind of had a bit of a shocker being a bit of a pussy and being last off the get-go. Usually pretty quick off the feet, but, you know, I was, I was just, yeah, I was a bit scared. And I remember you and Bill got off the rock. I kind of tripped and then had like a straight six to eight foot up break semi on me on like a barnacle rock. And then mm. just get under the next one. I was like shaking. I thought it was all over. Yeah. And I remember was... you freaking out. Oh, dude, I did because I felt super responsible. Yeah. And at that moment, it's kind of hard. Like we've all got to go in individually. But when I turned back around to see where you were and what was going on, like to, for, for everyone listening at home, like when you go into, um, ever, I guess, you know, anyone can go check out Kate, whatever. I'm not really keeping the spot secret, but. There's certain cracks in the cliff further um, further south from Cape that you can utilise sometimes if you want to sneak down and hop out at spots without drawing attention in the car park. And that had to happen back in the day because the bra boys were quite territorial of people surfing different waves. Even at Cape Lefts when you know, it's not even really a fucking wave, it breaks very rarely and it was nothing like Cape Rights and... You know, it was all good, but they were still hunting us down when we were trying to surf that wave. And I remember numerous times trying to be run over by jet skis and rounded up and told to go in and stuff. So, yeah, that day when we, we went down the goat track, man, and picture like a huge crevasse down a rock shelf with all boulders that have crumbled in and washed up boys. Um, you've got yeah. like milk crates. You've got old rusty hooks, parts of boats, like just everything debris and you're trying to run out with like six to eight foot surges coming in on this skinny narrow goat track as you're trying to approach the ocean. It's um, it's a fucking wild experience. It's not really recommended. I haven't done it yeah. that many times after that time with you either because it's, um, yeah. it's, it's fucking stupid. It's fucking psycho. And I remember getting out there and it was big and you and Bill Danzy, we're getting some and you kind of got that bomb and I think the shot ended up getting run and then but just that whole talk of getting in and out of a place what you don't know is the biggest fucking shit fight like yeah. how hard is it to get in from some ways you've never been out you're like how the fuck do you scale this rock like, I've, I've seen some pretty weird scales going in my time I remember seeing Russ Bjork get pretty pretzeled out Kate and he went over that first rock on the inside and he was stuck up against the ledge and there was bombs coming and I was standing up on the rock giving him shit going, holy shit, Ross, you're in that much trouble down my bathroom. And I was like, whoa, big day. And he's like, kind of freaking out. And he just, 
you just went full free solo mode and just fucking soloed vertical up the up the cliff. And I was like, did he? Man, I was like, I don't, I don't know if he started like rubbed his nails in his wax. He just went fucking full crevice free solo vertical up up with his board just like dragging behind him like a dog on a fucking lead. It was so fucked up. It was it was up there with one of the best scales I've ever seen. And yeah. he fully evaded the oncoming sets? He made it, and it was like eight footers coming. Wow, man. He made the right call because if you can get up those stairs or like that, you know. Well, no, he was, it wasn't even near the stairs. It was way like before the stairs, like just straight. Yeah, yeah. When you walk. actually jump off, there's that little yeah. other bit you can. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. So I, I didn't mean the stairs that you normally get in on, but yeah. they kind of have stairs going up it. But, yeah, like that's. Oh, man, <laughs> what a split second decision, eh? Between just letting your board go and probably trying to dive under eight to ten foot of whitewash, imploding on a dry wreath, or scale the rocks and get caught halfway up if you don't make it and get pinballed down anyway. Like, it's not the best result. I remember jumping out off the back of Supers one day and just going, Holy fuck, like. Because you're looking at it and if no one's out there, it doesn't give it justice how big it is. And it's jumping out the back and going, holy fuck, there's like 10 footage breaking on the back rock, just going, just happening to time it and get through. Yeah, and but, it's super deep, dark emerald border out there too, eh? Like, and you can see, yeah. especially when it's north, there's that far out bombing to the left that you can start to see peak up when um, sets yeah. are coming. Oh, man, that's man, just a bit of a heart flutter. That that one I got absolutely fucking rinsed on that time at um supers. Well, if if everyone can stop what they're doing and just go to Dame Woods Instagram and find this supers wave, you will not be disappointed if you have not watched this. Listeners out there, stop what you're doing, pause the podcast, go to Dame Woods Instagram and go check out this wave at supers because he probably shouldn't be here today speaking with us. Yeah, it was a fucking absolute rinsing. It was it was so fucked. I um it was funny because it kind of relates to back to when you're talking when you're at work and you can't let a swell go. Cause I was out Padsto and I was talking to Ra who was there. I think it was like Cyclone Winston or something. And he was out in the lineup and they were towing it in the morning. He's like, fuck, it's so big. And I was just hating work that I pulled a sticky at work at Padstow and just drove straight down there. And then um, got convinced by Steve Wall and so on to get him a wetsuit and see if I felt comfortable. And then um, they're like, oh, you're in your wetsuit. What do you reckon now? And I'm like, fuck, now I'm in a wetsuit. I can't look like a pussy. Like, I'm just going to have to kind of go and give it a look. And I didn't realize how big it was until I. Got out, and this day, like I'll give props my hats off to like there was guys going hard out there earlier. Then when I got there, and the swell kind of did the period jacked and it started breaking closer to the rock, and it kind of got skids. But kind of like Joe Silver was just taking off on bombs all morning for fun, like he's just a nutcase. And like Odin got a big one, and Scotty got a pretty big one. But so anyway, I jumped off the back, and it was like ten to twelve foot breaking on the rock, and I was like, holy shit, man! Like this is fucking serious. I was like, this is really, really big ocean. And I'm right in front of a fucking dry rock. And um, 
So I paddled to the peak, and when I jumped off, there was maybe about five people or like ten people on the rock. And then I got out there, and I looked back, and there was maybe about fifty people, and like everyone's like hooting and cheering, and I'm like, "Fuck me!" Like I'm gonna have to go one now. <laughs> the pressure would be unbelievable. Yeah, and it's just so life-threatening because it's just on a dead, dry rock. Like, you probably don't get away shallower and, I don't know, like, it's just on the rock. And because the period, man. yeah, and ribs and stuff. And the period, I think the period was like 16 seconds or something stupid, so it breaks closer in because it comes in full. But anyway, I was sitting out there about for a minute. or No, not a minute. That's a fucking over-exaggeration. Heaps of pepper on that. It was about five minutes. And um, I seen this thing break out fanals and start crumbling and then start reforming. And I was like, holy fuck, I don't want to be in the way of this. And then everyone from shore so I was like, ooh, ooh, yeah, ooh. And like, who did And I was like, oh, my God, fuck. And it <laughs> looked like the most perfect wave what was ever going to hit slippers. Like, it looked like it was coming up north, like, it started like kind of barreling from like bully point up and just trucking down like a freight train. Like, I don't know, it's so hard to explain, but it looked like super north. So I turned around and put my head down. I was paddling as hard as I could and I was like kind of out to the bottom of it. And then Oi, Woodsy, I just lost ya. Yeah, got ya. Woodsy. Yeah. Yeah, I got you. Fuck, yeah. I don't want to lose that. Sorry, you were just saying yeah. you were just putting your head down and paddling hard. Yeah, yeah. And then I was like, I was at the very bottom of the wave and then just all of a sudden in this fucking millisecond, I was at the top and I was free falling, top to bottom. And like, I don't, I don't know how big to even call the wave, like, like from this side angle, but I started doing a 180 into the barrel. Because I was air dropping for so long, and like it was like fucking time just stood still. I was like, "Holy shit, I'm gonna break my back here!" Like this is all over. I was like, "Fuck!" Had a pretty good life. I got the second year of my electrical apprenticeship. Called in sick for this. Fucking sick. And like, <laughs> had a bit just, more accomplished there. Yeah, and I just kind of like, I did a 180, but was facing the wrong way so I was kind of like just facing into the shocking into this big freight train pit and I'm like holy shit and then just got so kablamo just absolutely nuked but nothing like really bad happened it kind of shot me out the back and it but like it all happened so fast my flippers were above my knees and my board was long gone. Oh my and god! So, your flippers got pushed so, up above your knees, under your quads. Yeah, yeah, both of them. So oh, they were both up there. Yeah, and they took. This is the heaviest thing. They took my big. As they come up, they took my big toenail off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I was like, it's ridiculous injury that I cop. But uh, it wasn't done. A painful one. Yeah, yeah, but I was, so I was standing on the reef after it, and um, there was a bomb behind it, and I tried to swim out of the way, but because I had these fucking flippers above my knees facing the other way, they were just like anchors, <laughs> so I couldn't fucking swim anywhere. And I was like, it was like I had gout in my toe or something. I had a throbbing toe, and just kind of <laughs> jumped to the side, 
and just got fucking pummeled across the rocks and then come up and like I didn't even know I had so much adrenaline I didn't even know what the fuck was going on and I finally it took me ages to get my fins back over my knees because I, I literally don't know how they got up there like so I got them up over, back over my knees and off my feet and got up the rocks and Steve Wall and everyone come running over to me and they're like holy fuck like what the fuck you idiot like what the fuck just happened and I, I couldn't even really remember the wave. All I remember doing is kind of like a 180 into the barrel and me fucking toenail coming off. And um, and then Billy Danzy, who's my best mate, come running over here. And we've always had this rivalry. Like, I think where I started going big ways is because Bill always charged and then I wanted to outdo him. And then I got that one and I was like, Bill, you don't know what the fuck just happened out there. Like, you need to go get one. Like we're going back out. You need to go get one. And um, this Grommy found my board on the beach. And then so there I was again, jumping. <laughs> I put the flippers on my feet over me, kicked off toenail. And me and Bill jumped off the back and we're back out there. And I was like, all this adrenaline started wearing down. I was like, fuck me dead. I was like, what am I doing out here? I'd like, I only just barely survived that last life out. I don't even want to be here. Why am I trying to show off in front of Bill? And anyway, we're sitting there and it kind of like, kind of goes dark on us and it's still bombing. Like it's big. And everyone's kind of left. So it was just kind of me and Bill, Sammy just doing it. There was no one, I don't even know if anyone shot photos from these ones. And this bomb come and I was like to Bill, I was like, you sniffing, you sniffing. And it looked real sick and, Bill ended up going and bottom turning and I think he might have dislocated his knee. He got fucked up on it. And then I got the next one and made it. And then, um, yeah, that was the kind of session done. Fucking wild time, Lukey. Do you reckon that was one of the most hectic sessions of your life, Dame Woods? Would you say that's up oh. in the top five, top three, top one? Oh, top, top one to remember. I just like everything going from fucking punching it from Padstow train station from building a shit broken down lift to like get him revved up and I remember like we were asking people to go out and then just Steve Wall pretty much nearly killed me by talking me into my wetsuit but yeah I reckon that would probably be up there up, that would probably be in top three of the gnarliest, gnarliest shit I've done but hopefully, hopefully you never know I can do something gnarly and actually make it like I'd I'd love to try scoop and actually ride away like that. Like anyone can airdrop top to bottom and get a photo and it. Like it'd be sick to just get to a bottom turn and ride and show some wave riding. But yeah, that was fucking psycho. Lou. That between reckon... that and jumping, jumping off behind you, pretty on par. <laughs> yeah, I was lucky with the fucking timing. Do you reckon um you having a ski that day would have helped out? Like, I know, you know, as oh, for sure. and whatever, but Supers, if, if you've that was just that is just a freak of a wave that you can't, anything over 10 foot out there is kind of, un, I'm not going to say unpaddable because, you know, I'm, I'm sure, sure someone will prove me wrong, but it's quite difficult and hard to do. And if you had a ski assist, do you feel like you could have trimmed a line and kind of been at the bottom of it at the right time to kind of utilise oh. all the power? Man, if you had a ski on that particular wave or come through, you could have been like 
of a wave. I've never seen a wave do what that one did because it was like kind of barreling from up Borley Point type of type of zone, and then like you could have been in it so deep, been just sitting in the bottom of it, and just like in the craziest state, like the gnarliest barreling. Could have could have rode through, but the shocky would have just fucking complained mode. Yeah, but I think didn't really want to be ridden, but it was. I don't know. I, I, in my eyes, I thought it was unpaddleable. I paddled as hard as I could and just airdrop. Like it just, it just sucked up the race too hard and coming too hard. Like, yeah, if you had a ski, I reckon you could have sat in it. Yeah, you could have just fucking parked your corpse up into it and just loved every moment of it. Yeah, just drag some fucking nuts, chuck your legs in it, and just yeah, it would have been mental. Got the claw going. It would have been. Would have been mental if I had like an endless thrashing on. Would have been pretty cool. Or you could be having a fucking triple crown scenario where you're getting some of the best surface and best boogs together and just hitting the three most pumping spots on the south coast for the time frame allocated. Can you just give us a rundown on the recent triple crown and the results, Dane Woods, you participant, you fucking madman? Yeah, the, the triple crown was like an idea that we threw together. For um for a while and it, it kind of just become like an Instagram group chat. We'll we'll just shit talk and it's still it's still going today. Like um shout out to the Triple Crown boys. I'm sure they'll they'll listen to it and critique this. Like anything anything related to bodyboarding goes on that page and just gets critiqued. To, like, it's very critical and it's fucking epic. It's it's hilarious. But anyway, so we. Decided to have a comp and run it in Bali and surf it in three particular zones. You had to surf three three waves in one day, but you could only. There was all different rules. Noah come up with the rule that you could only eat tuna and um, biscuits from the servo, like keep it pretty tra- traditional trad. That and, is um, super traditional trad tuna. That's just yeah, dingalingling. Yeah, so it kicked off, and I think we even threw a few scorch bars and peanut bars into the mix. And um, I had all these old SDS comp rushies, so we got allocated a comp rushie for the day, and it was it was pretty funny. We're in Nugs Car Park, and like so, Tom Rob was in it, Lobby, um, Harry Bryant, um, Noah, and then. Oh, I'm having an absolute fucking. I'm having a brain brain melt here. Can we can we can we find the results online? Nah, you can't. You, you can't find the results online. It was kind of a bit of a mate time. So we surfed Nugget first, and it was it was pretty fun. And you you'll see footage of it in the new drag movie in the relapse. And how hard, like, it was funny because we we're rocking up to spots and it was kind of pro surfers from France trying to film parts for their surf movies and Noah and Harry are rocking up with bodyboards under their arms and comp rashies just going out there and getting like bombs and just riding sick barrels. And it, yeah. Um, oh, I can't think of his name and I'm in a mind blank, but he was sure in to win the comp. Yeah. You're having a full fucking mind blank here, eh? Dane Woods. 
I've lost you, bro. You're in the ether. Yeah. You're out there. Oh, yeah. You got me? I got you. Let's yeah? yeah, Hannah. So the first the first heat took part out of Nuggan, and it was like four to six foot Nuggan. And we're in our comp rushes, wiggling around. I I kind of got off the bat for a pretty pretty good one to start the session. And then I think in that session, Harry Bryant got the biggest right ramp what Nuggan ever dished out so on, but um, he didn't <laughs> really do it. I don't even know what he did. He doesn't even know what he did. And then um, Hannes, that's the other name who I was looking for. He he got a right and got lit, and it was that got counted as a 10 because he, he sustained a gun injury. So um, Dad was filming in the channel, and it was a big gunt buster, and he was looking to take out the comp, but unfortunately, after his gun injury, he had to call it off for the day. And then oh, because, man, yeah, that's because, a serious injury at the old gunt. Hey, has he has he mended uh, well? Have you have you made contact with him since? Yeah, well, he's an oyster farmer, so hopefully his gunt's all fucking welded up. But yeah, he, unfortunate because he was, he got a ten from the lipping out nugs from um. Dove in the channel, so he was looking like a shoring favourite. And then, so we moved on to the next heat at Pipe Point, and that was pretty cooking. Harry Bryant actually took it out. They like they were riding at skits, and then it was just it was just cool to see them on a bodyboard, just actually going hard ways. And it was just funny the whole day that we were just rocking up to these zones, and everyone was taking it serious, and we're in comp rashes doing the triple crown. Well, when you're saying pipe point, just for the listeners at home, you're talking about the generic twos? Yeah, twos. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that, that way. I don't know how it's like, are we kind of blowing? But, yeah, so it was twos. And then um, the, <laughs> the final, the final come down to another way. Yeah. <laughs> um. Where yeah, I end up I end up taking it out and going some longies, and we had an after party at Bully Servo. It was yeah, it was a cracking day. Yeah, I cool. yeah, I don't know how much to go into the story because you don't know if you feel you're like fuck, am I blowing out zones too fucking hard speaking? But like, I guess they're all yeah, being a bit blown these days. Saying, they're being a bit flooded. You're saying spots, but you're not giving directions and telling people where to go and what swells and whatever. You know, like it's hard these days, bro. Like they've been around mm. for so long and so many vids. I fully respect yeah. it. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, you start shuddering. You're like, fuck, do I? Yeah, but um, so I end up, I end up taking it out, and it, it was a cracking day. We're hoping to do it next year. But, Maybe I think Noz wanted to try and get like a tuna sponsor and you get like a card in the tuna or something for the winner and it was just a good <laughs> traditional day of fucking dragon. And then yeah. followed by heaps and heaps of beers at Bawley service station for the Prezzo and then Chinese at the star. Shout out to the star. That place is fucking unbelievable if you want a nice sizzling plate. The star in Oladala? In Milton. Oh, the Star Hotel. Yeah, right next to Damo's joint. Damo's joint there. Um, let's see, front there. It used to be the Commie, but I think it might be the Milton Hotel now. That's a cool pub too. Yeah, that is a cool pub. I've had a steak there. It was fucking delicious. Like, yeah. I mean, it was like, oh, the, the, the food, like, like the steak and stuff out Damo's joint is fucking unbelievable. 
Yeah, selfish. You can almost see the cows mooing in the pastures across from the pub. Eh? You're like, oh, I'm eating one of their yeah. siblings. 100%. Four cunts on me fucking plate next to me. <laughs> Four cunts under me knife and fork. How dare he? How dare he? Oi, oi um, Woodsy, man, usually we round out these potties with five questions, and I want to pick your brain on how you operate a fucking sled. Is that all right, mate? Can you give me the you, you give me the permission to pick your brain, mate? Yeah, mate. We got five percent battery, so it's perfect one percent for each question. Fuck yeah, bro. Well I'll just come in hot then five questions straight off the bat, mate. Would you prefer a crescent or a bat tail? I'll repeat that a crescent or a bat tail. I'll go a crescent because I've never had a bat tail, but I wouldn't mind maybe giving a bat tail a go one time because Kingy kind of demoed them for a few years. So, but Crescent. Yeah, yeah, I'm fucking a real Crescent dude, but I've been getting swayed a bit more lately. There's a lot of dudes that have been hopping on bat tails and loving it at times. And um, the speed you, you, you generate from it too, I think. Something to be said, mix it up, spice of life. Yeah. Um, ramp or pit, mate? What does a Stanwell Park local think about a ramp or a pit? I'm going to choose to get on the zipper and just get fucking pitted. Just get right on the zipper every day of the week. Absolutely. (laughs) In the dullet of the fucking cunt. Right on it. You know what? You make a valid point because there's not many people that can cop cosmic time travel and it's us bodyboarders and surfers. Nearlows, mm. longboarders, maybe a couple of body surfers. But that's cosmic body travel surfers. for you. That's cosmic travel. I can yeah. a ride in a goat boat down the cosmic path and be pretty mental. I'd be time. Yeah, be sick. You could bring so much equipment with you. Like in those goat boats, you could have like, you know, maybe a little yeah. bell with some ice for some beers and and maybe a little compartment for your smokes or, you know, any sort like of stuff. Whatever you like need, like essentials. Like a, back, like a backpack with bocce or something. Something yeah. useful to take into the future. Fuck yeah. Or maybe even like some sort of peace offering because if you do meet, you know, an uh, intergalactic race up there that you might want to offer them something cool just to just to settle the score, you know. You, you don't want to rock up to a party without any goods, eh? Yeah, like it's just a good... Early 2000s Gato bomb or something. Just to be like this, yeah. <laughs> Just fully packed with a romper and being like, here's your Gato bomb. Like it's it's all I could muster, but at the same time, it's got a it's got a lot of representation. Yeah. All right. What are we on? Question yeah, three. we're on the third one, mate. We're coming up to the third, and I'll let you know about it right now. It's the dolphin or dolphin cup fins or any other desired fins. Like, what would you be choosing to have on your cloppers? Oh, um, you just yeah, you just looking for Malaysian rubber, aren't you? The old fucking Churchills. They're a dime in the fucking dozen. Every other thing's kind of pretty pretty stinking. But like, you go, you go on. Just like kind of that cut. I was spewing. I I lost one of the my OG Churchills coming back on a jet ski the other day, being on the sled. Oh, I got ripped off in the whitewash. Yeah, just like when we're going heaps fast over like a wave, my leg fell in because I was like bouncing on the sled and it just ripped straight off. Fuck, that's a nightmare, eh? Draw the short straw, you've got to get on the back of the sled, holding on, 
It's usually two or three Ks back to the boat ramp or whatever, and you're just by the end your forearms and your fucking arms just wanna wanna just crawl up and die. It's so heavy. Yeah. I remember what about that scene of when you used to cut your skin? I remember all the South Coast guys used to love doing it. Where you'd like you you'd Churchill, she just cut them down real short. It was a weird little scene what happened for a while. And it would take away from the use of them too, Woodsy. That's the weird yeah. thing. Like don't be wrong with that. and and it would look cool because it would be more kind of you know streamlined to your foot or whatever. But you need more rubber there to generate more speed to kick mm-hmm. on the wave easier. Like and that's the end of the story. I would I would pay for them bits of Malaysian rubber these days because like I'd be able to like take them to a kiln or like maybe melt them and maybe make some new churches. But like oh, it would still be that original Malaysian rubber. Hundred percent. You could take them back to the kiln at year eleven and twelve pottery in visual arts, mate, and you yeah. could just get it in there and just bake yourself up a couple of sweet treats. Like yeah, I, I don't know how I don't know how we let that go, you know? How do we fucking yeah. let Malaysian rubber go, mate? It was it was our gold, it was our oil. Like and now uh-huh. as an industry, we've crumbled underneath it, mate. We've got ulcers. That's why we're fucking flailing. We've got feed ulcers. It's a fucking G up. That's where the BSC come in. How is the BSC? That's probably one of the best coined acronyms I've seen going around. Eh? Like hats off to the the drag army. That's fucking legit. <laughs> yeah, the BSC. Talking about, about, about BFC or BSC? BF, the Bodyboard Financial Crisis. Yeah, that was fucking legit. I remember watching the scenes of Saul, Katie, and the like just throwing their fins into the grave eh, and just watching it sink six feet under. Yeah. All right, what do we got? Question four. Yeah, fuck. I, I just drifted off there for a bit, eh? I was kind of caught up in the scene. Question four, beachy yeah. or reef or wave pool? What would you choose, Woodsy, out of a beachy, a reef, or a wave pool? Oh, I'd choose a wave pool, like, any day of the week, I reckon. Yeah? <laughs> no way. Uh, <laughs> probably, yeah, just... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'd choose a reef, just a big reef. But there's not, no better thing when you get, like, your home break, like, just Danny, just kind of pumping and you've got all your mates there. I don't know. If, if I got, like, Danny, like, looking like mess pipe, like, 15-foot in barrel, and I'd probably choose that because... You'd just be surrounded by all your mates and it'd be the sickest day ever. Yeah, you don't have to go anywhere. You're just perched up at your local, you know, it's fire. I, I didn't really answer that that question. I kind of chose them all, didn't I? But, yeah, I, I'll choose a, a reef. Okay, reef. Yes, wait, Coley reef? <laughs> Shit stands. <laughs> yeah, sweet, sweet. All right, so fifth and final question, sir, bicep or wrist leash, what would you prefer? Um, I, I kind of like my arm in its socket, so I'd go with bicep. Yeah, yeah, quality. I'm pretty, pretty, kind of frothing. Like, I do heaps of shit with me arm. Like, I don't <laughs> need it fucking pulled out with me fucking trad. Yeah, it's it's a good tool. It's a good tool to have your arm. You know, one is good, two's even better, and it's good to have both yeah. on work. So I agree, bicep yeah. leashes are functional. Yeah. 
I get I get along with my arm. It does, especially my right arm does heaps of sick shit. Like old mascara, has some flogs. That's all the good shit. Yeah, I don't mate, count lefty you... out. Lefty huh? sometimes. The left hand sometimes does some pretty cool shit too. Yeah, I was about to say, if you can sit on your left hand or your right hand, it kind of makes it feel better too because you are just mixing it up and you're in an altered universe when when that shit happens, eh? Pins and needles, Dane Woods, pins and needles. And we're going to have to call it there, sir. Appreciate you coming on Luke's Lounge and appreciate your time and all your chin wagon and just the good fucking banter you bring to the world, Dane Woods. Never let it go. And um, I fucking wish you the best, sir. Cheers, mate. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for that. It was all a pipe dream, watching body boarding up on TV, deep at reef, watching tension repeats, eating bakery feeds at 18, living...